So God, we come before you right now, and this is your time, and this is your place, and we're going to talk about dating and what it looks like for Christian teens to be dating and for us to enjoy one another's company, and I pray in Jesus' name that you would guide the conversation and you would allow us to learn something in your spirit and through your word tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. So, is anybody else cold right now? Yeah. Okay. Good. I, I didn't want you falling asleep. That's why I turned it up. So, <laughs> this morning in church, by the way, there was a lot of dozing people because of the time change. It was so funny, right? Were you in first or second one? It was, it's funny to watch. And people do this and they, okay. So, here's the first thing. Yes. Yes. I'm not going to say it out loud. I'm not going to say it out loud. Okay, so here's what we've got. The first thing. There is a rule. There is a basic thing that we all need to understand right off the the very basic. Jesus was asked by a group of people um, what the, the number one rule of all of the things in the Bible, what is the most important thing that we should know? Who knows what Jesus' answer was? Say it, say it loud. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. And then there was a second thing. And he said, this is of equal importance to us here. Love your neighbor as yourself. So there are two things right off the bat that I want us to understand. When we talk about dating, there are some very important things that we need to know right at the outset. The first is According to God, if you are a Christian person in this room, and I'm not putting this standard on everybody, okay? I am saying if you're somebody who claims to be a Christian, who believes that the Lord God sent his son to be our savior, to die on the cross for our sins so that we might have eternal life. If you are a believer of Jesus Christ, the number one priority in life is to love the Lord your God with all your heart. I will tell you, if that's the number one thing, and that is not number one in your life from the very beginning, you have no business dating anybody, period, at any time. Do you hear that? Very clearly. You have absolutely zero, negative three, no business dating anybody. If you claim to be a Christian and yet you do not have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ that drives your life. For some of you, that will mark you right off the top of the bat because you know that you're not in the right place with the Lord first and foremost. And I'm going to explain why in just a minute. Secondly, he says of equal value is to love your neighbor as yourself. As we begin dating What we do is we kind of enter into these things haphazardly sometimes, where we just kind of, it kind of evolves. It just becomes something like we were hanging out, we were friends, and all of a sudden we were kissing, hugging, holding hands. Like it just kind of falls into something. We must be careful to understand that every person that we are interested in, every person we will ever possibly date is a son or daughter of God. We must value them as sons and daughters of God. They are God's creation and they are as important to God as you are. So we must be careful with the people that we are interested in dating. We must treat them with respect and we must hold them in highest regard. 
The Bible says, love the Lord your God with all the heart, your mind, soul, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. We must love the people, not in a sexy kind of love, but caring kind of love that cares enough to consider them above ourselves. Those are the ground rules, okay? And, and just for you, in your head, in your heart, maybe you're totally in that place. Maybe you love the Lord your God with all your mind, soul, and strength, and you, and you got it, and he's in your heart, and you're feeling good, and that's great. And maybe the second thing is you're looking at somebody, and you're like, I totally respect them. I totally want to just get to know them better. I want, I, I'm in a good place. Then, then that's where then we start talking about dating. The problem is, at this point in life, a lot of us are not necessarily in that place yet. And I would just warn you, like, we got to be really cautious before we enter dating because we could end up doing more damage than good. Does that make sense? Does that make good sense? Any questions thus far? We have to be cautious as we enter into the idea of dating. One, that we're not compromising our spirit and our heart. And two, that we're not compromising the other people or devaluing them by trying to use them in the process to get something that we want. Okay? Any other, like, I want to be clear. I want us all to be on the same page. Does that make sense to everybody here? Okay. There's something else that comes into the framework here. Um, there's, there's other people that are important in our lives. Who would those people be? Who is it? Parents, okay? Whether or not you have good parents, bad parents, parents exist or don't exist in your world, we have to acknowledge that God has placed an authority in our lives. God is our ultimate authority, right? Yes. Yes. Okay, good. God has placed spiritual leadership in our lives. That would be kind of like me and your mentors and people like that. But God has given the responsibility for your life to a set of people who are absolutely clueless. Your parents. None of us know how to do this right. There is no set of parents on earth that is like, got it figured out. And honestly, every day of your life, your parents are a little bit more freaked out. Whether it's single parent, adopted parents, two parents, however it works. But God has given them the responsibility of caring for and nurturing you. So when it comes to dating, a lot of parents have a lot of different rules. How many of your parents have rules about dating? I'm curious about this. What would, Connor, since you're a grown man, give me just one that we can, we can talk about. No sex. Thank you, Connor. That is a good rule for dating. All right? Who else has some rules that their parents have set? They can be obvious. Or yes. Don't be alone with the person you're hanging out with. That's a, that's a good rule from a good parent. Yes. What's another one? Yes. 16. There's age limits. Okay. Some parents put age limits on the dating time, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. I was going to say, uh, do we need to talk after this? That's good. Yeah. Uh, the, if we were into my room, we had to have the door open. Okay. Good. My daughter would never be in your room, but that's okay. Um, that's good. <laughs> Okay, so we understand that there are some ground rules and there are some basic things set. Um, there is a section of scripture that really is very clear with us, and it's from Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. 
And it talks about the idea that our parents must be honored and must be valued and must be revered. It says that you must follow the rules of your parents. It says honor your parents and honor their word. And that will please the heart of God. So, again, let's backtrack to the very first one. Love the Lord your God with everything you got. With all that you are. Be a Christian first. Secondly, respect the people and care for the people around you before you try to date them. Thirdly, follow the rules of your parents. And I know, it totally kills the joy of it, right? Because it feels so good when uh, you know that there's limitations and yet you're trying to like be covert around it. But the hard part of it is, is your parents who have relationship with you and your parents who have boundaries and, and authority over you, they set these things in place and then we kind of like sneak around them a little bit and we have like only at school boyfriends and girlfriends, right? When we're not really dating or whatever, it just kind of gets a little awkward. But what happens is there comes a break in the communication. I remember when I was in uh, elementary school, you know, I had a girlfriend who was pretty, pretty amazing. Um, I, I got a note from her one day and said, would you like to be my boyfriend? Please check yes or no. And I, I thought, man, this is very important. This is like, it had the little pull thing on it so I could unwrap it and figure it out. And like this was, she took time to do this. So I needed to consider this. So I, I took the note and I folded it. I could not figure out how she did that foldy origami thing. So I just folded it up and I stuck it in my desk and I thought, I need to think about this. So then we went out to recess. I remember this. I mean, it was hardcore, right? I was like, Trisha Gonzalez, she wants me. It's pretty incredible. That was her name. I remember. Okay? So, so I, was, I was hanging out with this, this, this girl and out on the playground. Sorry, it wasn't your mom or anything. Okay, so... Um, so here's the deal. I went out to the playground and her friend comes up and she's like, Hey... Um, you got a note, right? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, um, are you going to say yes or no? Because if, it, if you're not going to, she's going to find somebody else. I was like, whoa. Of course I said, yes, absolutely so, right? That was the beginning of the most unhealthy elementary school relationship I had. And here was the extent of our relationship. I hung out next to her while she swung on the monkey bars, and I watched. And it was incredible. That was the extent of our relationship. It was the stupidest thing now that I look at it, right? Like we had all this drama. But here's the other thing. Like people would tease me. You know how like some, you got older brothers and sisters, they go, you got a boyfriend, a girlfriend, you know? And, and I got so embarrassed about it, right? And one day my dad was like, so are there any cute girls at your school? And that was kind of like the day. I, and I literally could tell you that was like the day that I stopped talking to my parents about the way I felt about people. Pretty sad. I was like in fifth grade. But here's what happens. There's like this, this like shame that comes into it at some point and we break relationship. So the word of God tells us, be respectful of the authority that God's placed in your life. And, and those are some of the check marks. Here's, here's a, a, another point that would lead us to this. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12, it says this. It says, don't let anything rule your life. 
Don't let anything grab hold and rule your life and your thoughts and your emotions above the things of the Lord. Here's what happens. When we're talking about dating and we're talking about relationships, those are things that fire us up and charge us up. And what we end up doing sometimes is we begin, even if they're good people in good places doing good things, we end up letting, because it's our natural desires, some of those relationships kind of run the show of our emotions. It becomes, that's the thing we think about. That's the thing we talk about. Those are the people we hang out with. Those are the people that we spend all of our time with or our energy with or our extra moments. Or Those are the people that we just can't wait to see. And what ends up happening, and we've heard this a lot from a lot of different years and a lot of ways that I've seen it in all my high school days, right? Is you zero in and you focus in and this becomes the thing. And the Bible says, when you begin to narrow your focus onto one individual thing, you begin to worship the creator, or the creator, created over the creator. You begin to worship people. You begin to worship a thing, a scenario, a situation above anything else. And God said, there's, there's no place for that. It's, it's all about me. So those are the, some of the things that we've got to be cautious of when we enter into a dating relationship. So then, once we've passed all those things, and some of you are like, son of a gun, Jeff, I'm going to be like 48 by the time I ever even have a chance to high-five a dude later on, right? Um, or a girl. Uh, but the idea behind this is for us to find ourselves in the right place before we enter into these things and, and enter into these relationships, because really they do take over. We compromise. We put ourselves in places we never thought we would be. We begin to sacrifice relationships, friendships, time, energies, all those kind of things. And I don't think all dating is bad. Please, hear me out. I dated Cindy, and it was the most awesome couple years of my life. I pursued her hardcore. Like it was, I, I knew what I was going after. But I was also in a, different, in, a, in a place of life where I kind of knew what the deal was and where we were headed. And I want you to be in that place where you know what you're doing and you're set up and you're prepared and you're not entering into it blindly. Here's a, an interesting thing. Um, when we get ready to go out on a date, uh, the first thing that I would say about dating is one, um, it's typically a guy asking a girl out on a date um, guys, you have to ask them, not text them, not call them, not I am them. You have to be man enough to come and talk face to face to a girl if you want to go on a date. And girls, no matter how desperate you are, don't go on a date with a guy unless he asks you, period. Okay? That's going to be my advice until I die. If a man is not man enough to ask you face to face, they don't deserve the time of you going out on the date, okay? Guys, I'm hard on us because we have to be men. There are things we have to do that are tough. 
in this world. We are going to be expected one day to be the spiritual heads and leaders of our homes and carry responsibility. And the first thing is you can't pansy out by typing with your thumbs, hey, will you go out on a date with me? Like, let's suck it up and let's go find a way where we can be man enough to say, hey, I like you, I think you're incredible, and I would like to go out with you. Okay? So that's the first thing. You have to ask. That's a big deal. And, and, and if you're, again, if you find yourself where you're having a hard time asking, you're probably not ready to date. And that's okay. Nobody says you have to. The second thing is when you get ready to go on a date, have a plan. Have a plan of what you're going to do. Now, girls, you can ask. I mean, we just had Sadie's, right, for a lot of you. So one of the things that I love about the Sadie's dance is I love the planning that goes into that. Um, and you see, like, the, all the elaborate costumes that come out on both sides of the party. There's something about when a guy and a girl are doing something together and they're going someplace. There's a plan. There's something put in place. And they start working together to make even a bigger plan. It can end up really cool. One of the things in our society that we typically do, hey, if, uh, would you like to go out with me? Cool, good first step. You're asking face to face. Yeah, I would. What do you want to do? I don't know, maybe hang out. Stuff, things, you know. Just, I don't know, we can do. Cool, Friday, me, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, uh, it, it, it gets awkward, right? So have a plan going into it. If she says yes, which most likely she will because you've been man enough to ask her face to face, the second thing is know what you're going to do next. Have the plan. Hey, actually, I can't drive yet, so let's meet somewhere, um, and we can do dinner or whatever. And this is where having a plan also comes in handy, is don't make each other awkward. So make sure you have plenty of friends along with you. There's nothing more awkward than just hanging out the two of you. Like, it, it, just, it just gets awkward. Eventually, conversation stops, and eventually things don't. It just gets awkward. Like, don't let that be. Give her an out, and you make sure you have an out as well. And if it turns out that neither of you really likes each other, at least you'll have other friends there to hang out with, and it can be okay, right? You know what? Not so great. High five. Peace. Let's, you know, let's go to a movie. But it's one of those things that we want to make sure that we're setting ourselves up for the best possible scenario. So we got the ground rules. We got the asking. We got the plan. And I've got the warning that I threw in there of making sure that you do it in big groups. You go in big groups and you, you participate in this in big groups. Go. Have fun. It's always more fun when more people are around. There's not much that you have to do at this point in your life where you have to be one-on-one. You're not. You don't have to. So just release the stress on that. Any questions so far? I'm happy to. Or comments from the leaders? Is, is. Anything? Anything? Okay. Everybody's totally with this? And you can disagree with me too. We can talk it out. I'm happy to. Everybody agrees? If he wants to make it an official date, yeah. Yeah, I like, think that. Even though there's other people? Yes. Yeah. Wouldn't that be kind of awkward? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, that. Yeah. 
So you could say, let's say, let's say I was asking Cindy out, right? And we're going to go with a group of people, okay? I come to Cindy and I say, hey, I know that your friends are kind of going here and there, and, and I've got a group of friends and we're, we're wanting to do that too. I was just wondering, could I take you or could we go together? Or would you mind rolling with me? I'd love to pay for your dinner and just spend some time getting to know you. Yeah. No, no. Okay, because. And and that's the point, right? Like, because, and guys, this is really important. Okay, so the the point that we're saying is is do you need to ask a girl out if you're just going out with a bunch of friends? It, technically, it's easier. Like, you at least know my intentions, right? It's not going to be that awkward. Like, I hope I can get a seat next to her. I hope we can touch legs while we're riding in the car. Like, that kind of thing, right? It, you create that moment. Just be open with what you're trying to do. Oh, my God, he held my hand. I can't believe he did that. <laughs> right? Like, uh, those are the kind of things that happen. So I was sitting there, and I was hanging out with my friend, and then all of a sudden, his leg touched mine, right? And, and, and you just kind of, it snowballs. And so what I'm talking about is creating the moment where you own what you're wanting to do. And it's good to do that in a group setting. Okay? What else? Come on, I know you guys are thinking. Uh, yeah, what, anything? They're rubbing legs. Okay. So, yes. So, here, I want to hear this down the line here. This is the yellow one, if that makes sense. Go for it. Yeah. I, oh, we were just discussing the difference that there's a difference between a group hangout and a group date. Like, I remember, like, Kirk and my first date was actually, like, we went on group dates. But, like, we went with other people, not necessarily all boyfriend-girlfriends, but, like, went as on a purpose, like, to dinner, to a movie, but went with different people. But not just, like, hey, we're going to go over to your house, and that's a, a group date with 20 people, and I'll get you the punch from the punch bowl, and then, yeah, <laughs> okay, thanks. You know, like, that's not really a date. Like, that would be different. That would just be, like, a bunch of friends. But you can, like, there is a difference between, because I know what you were saying. Yeah, yeah, but okay. I'm just saying, like, it's intentional still, but it's just with more people. Okay. Everybody good on that? Okay. So the date progresses. Okay. Um, what, what do you guys feel like? Give me some answers. What must there be contained on a date? What must there be? Give me some ingredients to a date. Conversation. Okay. Yeah. The guys are like, son of a gun. We have to talk. Right. <laughs> Can you just wear these headphones the whole time and let me look at you, please? Um, no, I think, guys, we have to admit, okay, um, we can be very awkward. The girls, like our girls over here are saying something that is a very big deal. Um, the girls hold the cards to a lot of the world, okay? Most of us, guys, we just like how you look and we really like how you smell. 
and we just want to be near you. Like, that's part of the deal. You're like, you want to get to know us, and most of us guys, we're not all that deep necessarily. We're like, how do you feel? Really good. (laughs) Like, that's what you're going to get, right? So we have to know, guys, going into it, that they're going to want to talk. So if you're an awkward talker, which we can be sometimes, like give yourself a cheat sheet, right? Right? You give yourself a little help out. Like think through it in advance. Like I'm going to be awkward. I don't want to say anything stupid. Like maybe think about it a little bit ahead of time. Like, hey, what's the homework in math? Can I cheat off you tomorrow? No. Okay. So yes, Rocky, you had something to share. Hand her the microphone so you can. Okay, this is very important. Okay, we have a twofold question. Yes. So number, oh, I just, hold on. Okay. Okay, so um, he wants to ask you out, but you heard he's a player. So do you give him the benefit or the doubt, or you just go with the majority in what you hear? So a two-part question. Well, that's number first, one. That's the first part. Don't hate the player, hate the game. No, I just, I heard that on a movie somewhere. (laughs) Come on. Don't hate the player, hate the game. Uh, Okay, so if, if the person who is asking you does not have a good reputation, don't go. Well, basically that they have ulterior motives is what the question is. We need to understand here. Hold on. Let me, let me give you some, I want to release the pressure here, Okay. Here's a couple things. Guys, if a girl ever asks you out on a date, which could be possible, and she is not attractive, and you don't like hanging out with her, you think being with her would be boring and not fun and not good, don't go. Okay? And don't say, I think it's because you're this. Okay? Here's the thing. Everybody has a standard and everybody has a thing. Girls, if a guy asks you out, You are not required to go. If you are not attracted to them, if you do not think they have a nice personality, if they have a poor reputation, don't go with them. It's okay to say no. It is. I just told the guys it's okay to say no. I'm repeating to you. It's okay to say no. Dances count. You can say no to a dance. You can say no to anything. Whose life are you living? Okay, but we want to go. Okay. But we're not a meat market. We want to make we want to make sure there's no that they know there's nothing in it for me at the end of the night. Okay, so here's the other part to this. This is going to be good. All right. So guys, the the thing is, they know that you maybe are looking at their bodacious body. All right, and they know that you think they look good and they smell good. But they're saying that, hey, I'm just telling you, just because you pay for do- dinner does not mean you will get in these lips tonight, okay? And here's what the guy's response would be to you. If it's not for sale, don't put it on the menu, okay? Here, here's the thing. Don't put, put on lip gloss on. Guys are not detracted by lip gloss because it smells really good. And we always dream like what it would be to wear it ourselves, but we, no, I'm just kidding. No, only a couple of the guys over here. But um, 
So here's the, here's the thing. We've got to be really cautious how we present ourselves. There are guys over here that may have a reputation for being a player who maybe necessarily aren't, but they've developed a reputation somehow. So on guys in, we've got to be careful how we present ourselves because the girls have the freedom to say no. And if, girls, you are choosing, even though you know the reputation of the guy and you're still choosing to go with them, all bets are off. I don't feel bad. Dumb. Don't do it. Own your life. Be smart. Live your life. You are worth it. You are valuable. And the same thing on the other side of this, you guys have to understand, you can't just put it out there. You can't just be joking around, you know, all the little flirty things and the little, ah, you know, and the, you're so funny. And then the texting back and forth and what would you do if I kissed you, LOL. Not LOL. The guys are over there going, yeah, right? You have to understand that. We have to be very careful. So if it's not on the menu, don't put it out there. If you are a person who has developed a reputation that you will make out with whoever asks you out, they're going to expect that. But if you are not that person, and there are several of you sitting here, that these guys would say, no, she's not like that. That's the reputation you want to have. That first and foremost, you know who you are. Yes, dear sweetie. This one has a lot of wisdom. Watch out. Oh, Sorry. Um, this goes to the first date thing that you guys were talking about. Like each of you guys and girls said that just because you go on a date, don't think that you're together or your boyfriend and girlfriend or that it's anything more than that. But the other part of that is if you go on that date, then you're not allowed to do what boyfriend and girlfriend people would do at the end of that date or during that date if you don't want more from that. Like don't expect... Oh, he, you know, he thinks we're together. Well, then don't do things that would make him think you're together. Or girls, guys, don't do things with her if you don't want something, if you don't want a relationship out of that. Does that, Does that make, make sense? Sense. Communication. That's the key. That's the biggest thing. And here's what I'm going to go to on this. Dating is about figuring out who you want for your mate. That's what it really is all about. I would say the boundary line is if you're not prepared as a man to work for a woman to develop a relationship so that you can become her husband, then you're not ready to date. Period. Look at the biblical model. God said to Adam, I want you to do a whole mess of work. I want you to name all the animals. I want, to, I want you to work on this creation that I'm, I'm putting out. And then he gave him a wife. Jacob had to work for seven years, and then he got the ugly sister, and then he had to work for another seven years in order to get the lady that he wanted to marry. So if you're not ready to work to get a wife, don't try to date. Here's the equivalent of doing that, and it's on both sides. But I just want to date, but we just want to hang out. Here's the equivalent of what you're saying. Hey, I'd like to hang out with you, get to know you, maybe explore your lips a little bit, and uh, you know, at the end of the time... Um, I just want to have a whole lot of things that I've learned for my future mate. Oh, we're probably not going to be long-term, but, but I want to learn some things from you. Is that cool? No. If you're not ready to get to that place, then relax. Then calm down the oven. It'll be okay. 
I know it sounds totally impractical. I know it sounds totally unrealistic. But the truth of it is that God has a good preparation and a good plan for who we are. And the first call is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. The second one is to love your neighbor as yourself. If I care about you, I'm not looking to just get another experience so that maybe one day I'll have a better idea for who I'm looking for. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to have live my life, love my God, care for the people around me, and let Him prepare the way for me as I go. There's one other thing that I want to talk about that deals with dating that we have in our culture here that, that I really want to just kind of warn us about. Be careful the places and the opportunities that you provide for one another when you're dating, when you're entering into relationship, or even just when you're hanging out. This, this whole crazy phenomenon of like, hey, let's go someplace and then let's go back to my house and go hang out in the hot tub, it may look good on The Bachelor, but do you know how many times those people have had sex already in the beginning of this season of The Bachelor? Do you know how dirty and gross that is? And here's the thing. 2 Timothy 2.22 is really clear where it says, flee from youthful lusts. 1 Corinthians 6, 18 from 20 says, run away from temptation. If you put me in a situation where there's going to be another half-naked person across from me in a very warm pool of water where our feet are going to be touching and hanging out because we get to be real close and we're just laughing and joking and having a lot of fun, what I'm doing is preparing the way and opening up the aisle for you and I to have a little bit more of a relationship than probably I planned on. And if not, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have some issues of my own. Girls, you need to understand that our society is not kind to guys. And guys, our society is not kind to girls. Our society breeds things like massive body image issues and standards that are unrealistic into the lives of our, our daughters here. You need to know that you're living in a generation that pornography has infiltrated and destroyed most of what we know to be nice and kind and good. Most of the common fashion statements of today, the, tie, the really high crazy heels along with some of the different styles that go along with it, all come from the porn industry. You need to know that, girls. A lot of that stuff. A lot of those things come directly. If, you, if I can take you back timeline to show where they came in, and a lot of it came straight from the porn industry where people were having sex on camera. And guys, we have to understand that 98% of us, when we graduate from high school, will be involved with and or addicted to pornography because it's easily acceptable. So for us to think that we're just going to go cruise in and hang out in a hot tub, it doesn't look like that. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't happen like that. It brings up, it stirs up, it puts things into places that we should not be. And for us to put ourselves into places that cause temptation and bring us to the height of desire only looks for us to find a place to fall. Do I think because you hang out in a hot tub that means you're going to be having sex at the end of the night? No. But what I do know is it takes you to a place that you never have to go. The Bible says something that says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. And that means I'm going to seek God first 
and I'm going to seek the best for the people that are near me along with him. And when I read scripture and it says flee from temptation and run from the things that cause desire and it says those things and it causes us to be in a place where we are tempted, the Bible is very clear on what that says. And people would tell me, Jeff, you're on drugs. There's no way you can do this. But I also see in scripture a place where it says in James 1.12, it says, if you endure this race, you will be given the gift of glory far greater than you could ever imagine. In 1 Corinthians 10, 13, it talks about the reward of someone who endures and persists even in the face of temptation. And I have to put that in the context and the understanding that God has a bigger plan. If I will love him first and I will love the people around me enough to care about them, really care about them, not just try and get what I can from them, maybe it'll look a little bit different. Dating is a big deal. I don't want to paint this picture that it's all bad, but it is something that begins the the cycle of a lot of other things. And I want us to go in, eyes wide open, to be fully aware that God had placed an order for us to follow Him, to live under the authority of our families and our parents, and then pursue godly, God-centered relationships that honor one another. Third, and if we can follow that plan, then God will be the God of our lives and our futures. Let me pray with you. So God, we come before you right now, and I thank you for the chance we have to just um, talk about this stuff. And it's kind of, yeah, interesting how all this stuff goes. And you know, the crazy thing, Lord, is honestly, when we look at our world and we look at all the influences around us and we look at the way just things happen in our world and even our community, Honestly, God, most of it, we just kind of stumbled into it or fallen into it. And we haven't gone with our eyes wide open necessarily into it. And, and Lord, I'm here pastoring a group of students that I don't think have malicious intentions. I don't think they're planning out uh, negative things or planning out how to hurt each other. But God, we just come before you right now and we want to submit first and foremost to love you first. I pray for anybody in this room that's trying to understand their walk with you, I pray that they would understand that loving you first is the most important thing. Secondly, help us learn how to protect and care for one another beyond our own selfish desires. And Father, as we walk through this whole idea of what it means to be a friend and what it means to date and what it means to fall in love and what it means to eventually have a positive and great and wonderful sexual relationship, I pray, God, that you would speak into our lives, that you would protect our hearts And that you would magnify everything that is about us so that the world would see what it looks like to be a healthy, God-centered person. Father, I pray that you would guide us, that you would direct us, and you would give us your grace as we go this week. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.